Oh, come on. He can do better than that. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Praise your holy name, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on. Let's lift your voice unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. I know you're tired. I know you're tired. But I want you to shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, we magnify your holy name, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are many religions out there that they will go and do their little humming and whatever, dancing before some wooden carving somewhere, and they wait for the God to speak to them. But see, our God is different because our God is real. Amen. And when we begin to raise our voice and worship Him and we begin to say hallelujah, He cannot help but to move across the galaxy. It doesn't matter where you are. As soon as you lift your hands in the air and as soon as you start to praise Him, He moves into your direction. Hallelujah. And that's the kind of God that we serve. He's alive and well. Hallelujah. I know, I know you're tired, but please stay with me because this is going to be a wonderful weekend. No, 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 I say stay with me. See, I, I used to say, um, you know, that's the problem with speaking in Tongan and speaking Australian. And, and when I have broken English, I blame you on speaking in tongues. So, but this time around, I couldn't blame anything. That was just simply bad wordings. Praise the Lord. It's so wonderful with you people. I'm so, so blessed, humbled, really, and feel privileged to be asked again to come and be a part of this wonderful conference. You guys are just a beautiful church, and I just love the way you worship. I can feel the presence of God in this house, and, and, and to be quite honest with you, and, and I'm not just saying this, but to be quite honest with you, makes our job really easy when we come to preach to a church like that. The Lord is already moving. And we're just simply getting to the flow of things. And I'm so, so grateful. Uh, I, I, I think that you ought to be grateful for having a, a wonderful man of God. And, uh, and his lovely wife. They're, they're just beautiful couple. We have a, a lot of laughs. But I know that they are beautiful people of God, and uh, yeah, you, you guys are very blessed, and please don't ever take them for granted. If you don't want him, I'll have him <laughs> in Cairns. Praise the Lord. My wife is apologizing that she couldn't be here with me this weekend, but we are okay. I don't really want her to be here anyway. <laughs> uh, don't tell her that I said that. But uh, also, it's an honor to, uh, to be here with Brother Sam. It's so wonderful. You know, I believe God is going to do a wonderful thing this weekend. We are going to see the Holy Ghost move in a mighty, mighty way. I believe God is going to perform miracle signs and wonders in this place this weekend. I believe God is going to do wondrous things. But tonight, I'm not going to... I'm just going to pave the way. Because I believe... You know, I was saying to Sam, Sam, what have you got to preach? Because I haven't really prepared anything. (laughs) 
And for, the, for those of you who don't know my style, I would go to the place, I fill it out, and I'll prepare something. So I'll be very antisocial with pasta, and I'll sit in the room and download what God has given me. And I believe God has given me something for the church tonight. So please bear with me. And if you, if you don't mind, if you don't mind to stand, this time is stand, not stay with me. Stand with me as we're reading the Word of God. I'm going to read from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. And I'm reading from King James Version. I've got a couple of scriptures, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12 as well. But Hebrews chapter 12, say amen if you have it. And if you are falling asleep, shame on you because in heaven is going to be no night. You're going to praise God all day, all day, all day. So this is a dress rehearsal. We're gonna, I'm going to preach until midnight and we're going to worship for the rest of the night. Praise God. In verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. That means let's remove excess weight. Anything that would slow you down in your race, in your walk with God, that would drain your energy in your way to heaven. And the Bible says and goes on and says, and the sin which doth so easily beset us, sin and weight are totally different things. Okay? We may not have sin, but we have a lot of weight. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about tonight. Uh, not Jim. Uh, I'm not talking about losing weight. I'm, I'm, I'm not here advocating for, for, for some of those, uh, you know, weight loss program thing. But but the Bible says, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Praise the Lord. And let's look into Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. I also want to give honor to your leadership team. Uh, the assistant pastor and all your leadership team, your elders, all the ladies, all the brothers and sisters in the house, and all the visitors and the pastor from the um, Cook Island Church. It's so wonderful to have you, Brother David and the wife. Thank you for coming. Praise God. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. Say amen if you have it. Not as though I had already attained... That means I haven't arrived at my destination yet. I'm not perfect yet. Who here is perfect? No, I'm glad. I haven't got it all figured out. That's what it says. Either we're already perfect, far from it, but I follow after. I track Jesus down daily. That's what Paul is trying to say. I try not to lose sight of him in my life's journey. If that I may apprehend, if that's the word, apprehend, it means obtain or procure uh, that for which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus, that's called to do according to his perfect will. And in verse 13, it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I haven't got it all together. But this one thing I do, say one thing, forgetting those things which are behind, that's including uh, the fact that I'm so tired right now, I want to go home. No, you've got to forget all of that. And reaching forth unto those things which are before, I slip my way through life. No? What does it say? 
I press towards the mark of the, for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see, if there is ever going to be a time where forgetfulness is considered helpful in life, it is right here. Apostle Paul, the writer of two-thirds of the New Testament, the man that was instrumental in changing so many lives and preaching the gospel all around the Gentile world, many secular historians and writers refer to him as one of the greatest, most influential men who ever lived. He says, in order to press on for Jesus, necessary forgetfulness is required. We live in a day where we're worried that we're going to get dementia or amnesia or Alzheimer. But here, there's only one place in the scripture that necessary forgetfulness is required in the last days. Praise the Lord. So, I'm going to title my message tonight, The Blessing of Forgetfulness. Praise the Lord. Turn around to somebody and say, The Blessing of Forgetfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shake someone's hand and then sit down. Be quiet. See, Paul, he said, this is the single number one thing that I do in my walk with Jesus each and every day. I am glad he didn't say, listen up, there are 17 of them because I cannot handle that. I, cannot, I can only remember one. But see, one thing is this. He says, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And his message is very clear. He says, each day I keep putting on my right foot in front of my left foot and the left foot in front of the right foot and I keep on marching in that forward direction. I keep on pushing in the forward and upward direction. I don't take my eyes off eternity with Jesus one day. My mind is filled with expectations and hope. My mind is on heaven someday, living in that beautiful mansion where I can see Jesus. And, and the Bible, there's a song that says, And John saw the multitude of the overcomers. Some of them were singing and some of them were shouting. But all of them were worshiping God. And I can see that one day I'm going to make it there someday. Hallelujah. But in order, this is what Paul is saying, in order to be able to do this effectively and successfully in this lifetime, I have learned the art of forgetting some things. Because some things are excess baggage. They are distractions. They pull us in the wrong direction. So in order to press in the forward momentum, getting the job done, fulfilling the call of God in my life, I must develop a selective forgetfulness. We must throw all the disappointments, all the discouragements, the discouragements, all the pains of yesterday's into the sea of forgetfulness. We must repent and forget the mistakes and the sins of yesterday's and press on in our calling that Jesus has called us to do. If God has removed our transgressions, the Bible says, as far as the east from the west, that's how far he throws our sins into the ocean of forgetfulness. How much more we should choose to forget what we have walked away from. 
We need to lay aside. We need to forget and to lay to rest the sins of yesteryears and the weights of our past mistakes so we can run this race that is set before us. We cannot run with excess baggage. There will be no pressing forward and upward with momentum if we are holding on to the guilt, to the condemnation, to the mistakes and the weights of yesterday. Is any wonder we are so tired in our walk with God? God has all power. We sing that song. He is all powerful. He is all magnificent. Why is it that I'm not so happy in my walk with God? It's because uh, there's so many weights that you are carrying right now. The world out there, they tell us... uh, where there are some things that can never, never be forgotten. There are some things that we can't leave behind because it is in our genes. All those things are in our genes, in our family. They say we are molded uh, uh, with brokenness of life and shaped by our broken environments. Uh, so you just suck it up, princess, and keep on going no matter what. Hallelujah. You need to live to the best of life can offer with whatever you got. There's nothing we can offer you. That's what the world is saying. We are told that we have no option but to drag our issues through life, all our mistakes and our brokenness through life. It is a sad predicament for humanity indeed. They say once a problem maker will always be a problem maker. Once an alcoholic addiction, you will always be an alcoholic. Once a liar, you will always be a liar. That's what they're saying. Once a cheater, you will always be a cheater. If you have been neglected, you have been abused and emotionally scarred, the therapies and the scholars of this world would only assist you so you can get the point to the point where you can cope and, 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 and walk through life and, and, and just cope as much as you can. But there is no cure whatsoever. I have personally seen it with my own eyes the unbearable weights uh, that can conquer so many lives uh, and they have around the world. People are suffering under the problems. uh, They're told that there is no cure for it. The world's solutions are basically summed up in this way. You cannot fully remove or eradicate your bad memories. Nothing you can do about it. We cannot reset your life for the better. So you just have to learn to do the best you can with what you've got in order to cope with the pain, to cope with your anxiety, to cope with your insecurities, and to deal with your low self-esteem. Learn to handle your fear and hopelessness to the best you can. Try to manage your sadness and depression the best you can. And hopefully, hopefully someday, someday that you might get a little breakthrough. Hopefully you get up each and every morning to fight another day. That's what the world has to offer. 
But I'm here tonight, and I'm here this evening to say, I am sure that some are sitting here right now, that they will believe me, that they will be a witness with me here, because that's not what my Bible says. My Bible says, and such were some of you, hallelujah, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the Spirit of our God. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. Oh, come on, somebody. Woo! I remember that day when I get to unload all my burdens. Uh, I know that my Jesus has carried those things away. And if he's forgiven me, I need to say, I no longer want to associate with those things. Uh, I'm moving on for Jesus. I'm going to run that race. Hallelujah. Yes, you hear me. You hear me well tonight. All things, not just some things. See, Jesus wants to help us. He wants to break us off from those things. But he's a perfect gentleman. He will never force you. Because we like to hold on to that. Because you feel somehow that that's defined you. Or this is my sadness. This is my identity. I like my melancholy way. I like my depressed way. I like the feeling sorry for me way. You know, that's what you do. That's not what Jesus wants you to do. Jesus wants to heal you from inside, out, and from downward, upward, and from upward, downward. He wants to heal you. Hallelujah. You hear me right. Not just the little problems. All Hallelujah. Jesus, he says, behold, all things have become new. Not just the little problems or the easy fixed problems, but all the bad ones, even the incurable ones. Our DNA has been rewritten by the hand of our creator. I am a new creature in Christ. My sins have been taken away, have been Washed away by the blood of Jesus. Jesus can do all things. And not just washed away, but the blood of Jesus still apply. And every day I wake up, I apply the blood of Jesus to my life. It doesn't matter what stronghold. I, you know, it's like those warts that you have on your face. And you have this thing that you spray on it, you touch it, and it just melted away. That's exactly what the blood of Jesus. If you allow that, you can just apply the blood of Jesus. Whatever mold, whatever strongholds, whatever mountains in your life, you know, don't need to remember those things. You need to walk away. But no, 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 no. We want to remember things. You see, if you're here this evening and you don't really know my Jesus, please let me let you know who my Jesus is. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He is our way maker. He is still the miracle working God. He is our healer. He is our salvation. Uh, salvation. Nothing is impossible with him. When you choose him to be your savior, and when you are born again into the kingdom of God, let me tell you something through this beautiful born again experience. He is powerful enough to cleanse you of your sins. 
He is powerful enough to transform you and rewrite your DNA and transform you into His image. You become a new creature, saints of God. You don't need to remember all those things that were done wrong in the past. You need to move on because that's the kind of Jesus we want. He wants us to. Amen? See, you, I, I don't know. I, I don't normally talk about myself. I, I, I don't. I really don't. But can I tell you something? You're looking at somebody here that was marred by sin and disfigured by life issues. And you think, wow, I thought you were just made that way. <laughs> you just looked nice in the suit and yeah, yeah, you're always a nice guy. I was not very nice growing up. I could tell you some more, but I don't want to bore you. Uh, I was, and I've been too ashamed to bring them up because you know what? I've learned the art of forgetting them because Jesus have cleansed me. And the things I used to do, that was bad in school. And I'll give you a little bit of an idea. At school, I got more public smacks in front of the whole school than any other person in that school. And you probably think, oh, wow, we did not know that about you, Brother Harry. Trust you me. When I came to Australia, I counted there was an adrenaline rush to go pick on those bouncers at those nightclubs because I was bored. I wanted to do something. Just wanted to fight somebody. To play rugby was, it was something that you had to do. Just get the testosterone moving and just, yeah. I'm not too... As I said, I don't talk about those things because I've learned to forget them. <laughs> but I am so, so glad for his grace. I'm so, so glad for the day that he saved me. He took me out of the world of darkness and he put me up here <laughs> and he loved me into a beautiful family, the family of God. And from that moment onward, I lost my dad. I was 15 years old and broke my heart. But when I lost my dad, I, I, I came into the church. I found a new daddy. His name is Jesus. And I remember, I never remember all those things. that I chose not to remember any of those things in the past. And whenever I go back home to the islands, you know, some of the guys come up to me and said, remember me? And I said, I uh, know you look old. And they said, yeah, you smacked me around. And I said, I'm so sorry, I'm a changed man now, you know. <laughs> but, but can I tell you, we choose to forget those things. And this is the only place, I haven't ever told my church this. Because it doesn't suit the message that I preach with them. So it suits the message here. I've chosen to forget those things. I'm a different person I am walking and running this race the best I can with what I've got. I've got Jesus inside of me. I choose to walk because I don't want the devil to keep bursting out and reminding me what I have done in the past because that's done away with. And that's exactly what Paul he says. I forget those things. I keep on pressing in the forward direction. I don't look back. I don't get tied down by the things of the past. I keep moving in that forward direction. Hallelujah. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Can I speak to the believers in the house here tonight? I am a believer that if you forget those things, there is no foothold for the devil to reach out to your life and pull you back. There is nothing, nothing he can use against you. You choose to forget about those things. You choose to march in that forward direction. I am going to march in that direction and I'm not going to give up. Hallelujah. I don't need to dwell in those things of the past. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to the believers here in the house. You may have had your sins washed away. Cleansed and sanctified to serve powerfully in your ministry. And I'm sorry, pastor, if I could be frank. And somehow we have allowed condemnation to linger. And you don't seem to shake off the disappointments of being spoken to and somehow, you know, our submissiveness to leadership has been compromised a little. And some of the pains of yesterday's they marred our servitude in the church, in God. And we don't seem to progress into the realm of the supernatural where God wants you at. And still encumbered by the mental turmoil of your past failures perhaps and and your mistakes, and weighed down by yesterday's slip-ups, slip and sadly they have shown up as today's insecurities and anxieties and depression. Hear me this evening. Paul is saying to this church, you need to let go. You need to forget. You need a clean slate. In order for the church uh, to be empowered by the Spirit of God, in need for the Spirit of God to move powerfully in the life of the church, uh, you need to let go of some things. Uh, you need to forget those things of the past. Uh, you need to move on. Hallelujah. You know, Paul is saying, uh, you need to move on. You need to forget some things. Uh, if you need to forget everything, you must forget everything. Hallelujah. In order for you to move in that direction, it's too much to carry. It's too much to drag behind. You You must move without any baggage behind you. You know, Paul, he says, I know all too well about carrying burdens. That's what Paul he was saying. The misdeeds of his past came and troubled him early in his ministry. He was rejected and he cast aside many times by a lot of his own brothers and sisters because they did not know him. He was a persecutor of the church. When he turned up, they like... Uh, but he forgot those times. He kept moving. The pains of his persecutions and the traumas for ministry piled higher and higher. You know, all the lashings, all the, the stonings, all the shipwrecks and false accusations. All of them, Paul said, hey, I understand. It was too much for anyone to carry. So he had to come up with a solution. He had two options to choose from. Either I break under the loads of my past... And the resentment and the hurtfulness and the unforgiveness and the bitterness and all of that. Or learn to forget those things which are behind him and he press on. 
If Jesus has forgiven him for those things, he needs to cut ties with them and move on because he has a race to run. Hallelujah. He narrowed it down to a fine art. He chose option number two. I want to forget and I want to press on. I want to forget. I want to press on. I'm going to forget the past. I'm going to press on. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we want to press on, but with all this package, we are keep on dragging that. And is any wonder why we suffer a great deal unnecessarily? Paul is telling somebody here this evening, in order to be successful in your walk, in your ministry, in your calling, you must learn the art of selective forgetfulness. Yeah, you've got to remember what Jesus has done for you at Calvary. You've got to remember those times. You've got to remember the past of all the, what the, the leaders and ministers of the past, what they've done to this, to this organization and, and the word of God has been preached. I, you've got to remember where you came from. But can I tell you, there are some things that you need to develop. Selective amnesia, hallelujah, is what I call it. I just learned to forget my past mistakes, my previous life's problems, my, life, my past troubles, my past traumatic experiences, my previous... Ser- self-glorifying achievements you know that's that's very important to forget these things not just the good parts or the bad parts you got to remember to forget those things because you know hey hey i i, I was uh, I, I was uh, you know a good man yesterday i was perfect hey try to be a good man today try to be an awesome upstanding woman today hallelujah keep keep moving in that direction you know because, you know, if you don't, the devil is so good at reminding you. He's so good at reminding you of all your problems. You don't, you know, that's where he plays. He will come and trigger. And if you don't move those things, he will trigger those things. Especially when you are tired, when you're sitting around and you're bored. All these things are starting to enter your head. The best thing that Paul is saying, learn to forget and learn to press on. Hallelujah. Paul concluded by saying, I refuse to be shackled down and to be bound by yesterday's troubles. I will not be dictated today by the trauma of yesterday's. Today is a new day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it and be glad in it. I will press on. I refuse to live my today enslaved by the pain and the anguish of yesterday. I'm pressing onward. I'm pressing upward. Paul is encouraging somebody here this evening. You can't be pressing forward if you are weighed down. Lay aside. You need to forget those things of the past. Hallelujah. Jesus, he is our burden bearer. He is our fortress and our strong tower. Yes, all have done, you know, we we all have done things uh, for which we are very ashamed of. I for one, hallelujah, can tell you that. But for me to be successful in running this race called life, I'm going to leave all my troubles behind. Jesus wants to get rid of that, but he's still the one holding on to that. Hallelujah. Yes, we all have sinned, the Bible says, and come short of the glory of God. You need to repent of your sins. And when you do, turn to God and press on. Forget those things. They're done away with. 
The devil may be in your ears telling you that you are nobody, that you are a loser, that you are a failure, that you are a hypocrite, that you are insignificant. But hear me this evening. You turn up and you say, devil, I don't remember any of that. I am a child of God. I am loved. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am pressing in a direction. I'm going to heaven someday. Jesus died on the cross and that blood is still flowing in my life. I am healed. I am loved by God. Hallelujah. <coughs> I know some of you are tired and weary from all the toils. Yes, there will be pain in this life. I can get it. There's lots and lots of pain. But can I urge somebody this evening, be strong in the Lord. And the power of his might. Don't give up just yet. Hallelujah. It's not your fault. You know, sometimes you, you think, oh yeah, but it's my fault. No. The devil is good at reminding you of this. You just need to learn. He's not powerful enough for you. Can I tell you, Jesus is still our captain. Jesus is still, you know, victory is guaranteed. When he's on our side, the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Tell the devil to go jump. Tell the devil, you know, wake up every morning and say, devil, go to hell. Uh, in a nice way. And then forget about it. Okay? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 and 11, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong. You know that word strong, that, that, that power about the Holy Ghost is dunamis, right? That word strong here, it simply from the Greek is endunamis. So when you put the preposition in there, it means in. So you need to be strengthened in the Holy Ghost. And that's why I'm bringing this up tonight because we want to get rid of some things. We want to have a clean slate before God can fully move in the life throughout the whole weekend. I believe that's what God is trying to set this up for. Praise God. Victory parade is in front of you, saints of God. But we first, we must make some house cleaning. Hallelujah. We must get ourselves strengthened. The Bible says, finally, my brethren, be strengthened. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Let me spell it out, what God has sent me to do. And, and this is the message that he said to me, go tell the church. And I had to find something else, to, otherwise I'll just come and read this little portion and I'll go home. But this is what the Lord said to me, I am still powerful. Exactly what the message that was given here tonight. It just lines up beautifully. I am still magnificent. I am still the almighty God. Hallelujah. You call unto me in faith and I can move any mountain. Your strength is not on your own. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, thus saith the Lord. God confirms it tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, he is able. Jesus saying, I am still able. And we are his workmanship. That means he is still working on us. And he is standing on the door and knock, let me in. There are some encumbrances in there that I need to clean out. 
but you're holding on to that. And tonight, I am praying that you'll come and lay down those things at the feet of the cross and say, Lord, I want to get rid of them. Once and for all. I want to be effective in my ministry. I want to be effective in my calling. I want to be effective in the church. I want to be effective, but I don't want anything to hold me back. They're like landmines in our lives. Sadly, many believers today have been stripped bare of their confidence, of their identity in Christ, and their worth by the devil himself. The devil has done this. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, the Bible says. If you wonder why it takes you longer to get the will of God accomplished in your lives, maybe it's not God. Maybe you've got some baggages that you need to get rid of. It takes us longer to fulfill the calling of God in our lives. Perhaps we need some cleaning house. <laughs> cleaning up to do. Walking for God becomes a drag rather than the joy of the Holy Ghost. You got baggage. It's because we are carrying our struggles, we are carrying our sadness, our guilt and our anxieties and our fears. Excess baggage drains our energy. We burn out in serving God. We become disheartened, downhearted and depressed. I'm, I don't believe in burnout, by the way. I don't know where your pastor believes it, but I don't. If you are in the will of God, God will always sustain you. Weary? Yes. I'm tired. I'm weary. I need a holiday. But that's okay. I wake up in the morning. I'm ready to go again. Never burn out. But see, a lot of people are burned out because they have excess baggage. Hallelujah. If you will pull those weights down tonight, you'll find that you are going to arrive at your destiny much quicker than you ever expected. I want to say this to you tonight, and I want to finish with this. We are seeing many, many disheartened believers out there who are so disillusioned and so disappointed because they claim to be fighting spiritual warfare. And I don't doubt it one little bit, and I'm sure they are fighting spiritual warfare. But they are not winning for some reason. Let me tell you why. I talked to the Lord. I had a great conversation with the Lord. And the Lord said, one of the biggest reasons is that we don't have the fundamental structure for the armor of God to sit on. No backbones. The devil has stripped us bare all of our confidence because he's done that successfully with his lies and he's disarmed us with his deceitfulness and he's stripped so many believers with condemnation. He tells you that you are nobody. Pastor doesn't like you. Brother so-and-so, they look at you funny. And you get up in the morning and you try to put on the armor of God, but somehow it doesn't fit. It's just like a jellyfish. There's no such thing, but I call it jellyfish Christian. No structure. And with no strength, we can't put on the armor of God. And if we can't put on the armor of God, we can't win battles. We try. But if you imagine an octopus trying to fight. We need to fight back the lies and rebuild our worth in Jesus. 
You need to forget those things because that's what he is very good at reaching out to. He knows he cannot get in front of you. He knows he cannot stand in front of you because you have the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. You can tell him to go, but he can grab a hold and he can trigger those things of the past and get you to self-destruct. That's what the devil is very good at. He gets you. He cannot destroy one believer with the Holy Ghost, but he can get you to destroy yourself. He stripped you bare of your strength and your confidence in your own walk. Believe you me, if you allow anything, every morning I wake up and I say, Lord, search me. If there is anything in me that it shouldn't be there, I pray, oh God, that I will lay them on the altar of sacrifice and burn them up. I want to be clean. I want to be anointed by God. I want to be filled with the Spirit of God each and every day. I want to be able to run the race without any weight clinging on to me. Hallelujah. It's time for the church to rise up in this hour and say, enough is enough. Get thee behind me, devil. I am loved. I am in him. I live and move and have my being. Listen, the devil is no match for you and I. So this evening, I know I want to stop right there. But I want to invite you to stand with me tonight. Tonight, we need to get his attention. And say, Lord, you help me, I will unload to you. You help me, and this altar is open tonight. Lord, I need to lay aside some things. I need the power of the Holy Ghost in my life. But there are some things that are holding me back. I need my deliverance tonight. I need my breakthrough tonight. I need to get rid of all the bitterness and sadness in my life. I want a clean slate right now, Lord. I need my miracle. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't want to wallow in my past misery. I need to move along. I don't need to worry and wallow upon my past mistakes. I want to rid of them and I want to run the race that he set before me. Perhaps some of you are so tired of this merry-go-round, this yo-yo Christian relationship with God. I want to be able to be on fire for Jesus each and every day. I just don't want to go up and down, up and down, and be dragged around by all the mistakes of yesterday. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I'm here to tell you that Jesus is still... A life changer. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There are some around us in this world who try and discourage us. uh, And perhaps uh, the the devil can use somebody in your family or your friends uh, to discourage you. Let me tell you something. You are loved by God. He died on the cross because he loves you so very much. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I wonder if somebody in the house tonight will say, I want to be bold. I want to be honest with you, Jesus, tonight. I have got a need. I've got a need your attention, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 
We need to forget. We need to forget. We need to forget. And in order to forget.